0: Great DJs deserve great music. That's why here at Desi BPM, we're giving professional DJs access to the first ever online DJ pool exclusively for Desi Music. Register your interest now and receive your first three months free at desibpm.com.
1: Yeah, yeah, welcome to the show, it's the number one show, interviews and music, podcast, you know, integrate the culture through the time, just sit back and chill with the Roots and Rhymes, Roots and Rhymes, Roots and Rhymes, just sit back and chill with the Roots and Rhymes, all you really need is some Roots and Rhymes, Roots and Rhymes, Roots and Rhymes. So this is the Roots and Rhymes podcast with myself, Chuns, and I'm joined by my co-host, as usual, Mac. How you doing, bro? Doing great, brother. How you doing? Yeah, really good, man. Really good. So I just want to say this show has to be the... Um, when, I, when when we created this podcast, Mac, and when, when I came yeah. up with the idea, we always talk about in marketing, don't we? If your brand was a person, who would it be? Mm. Yeah. And I yeah. think this person that we've got today defines what I thought about uh, when I came up with the idea for Roots and Rhymes, and it's, it's going to be a brilliant one.
0: I think you're right. When you talk about... Um the reason why we did this podcast in the first place the idea behind it mm. and you think about it, in your wish list of people that you'd want to interview mm-hmm. the guest that would be like that's the guy that we want to get absolutely you know a sound of a generation the person that we grew up on yeah i mean it
1: doesn't get much better than this today i think i think you're right all of the above basically isn't it and it's definitely going to be an exciting one. But what we need to remind the listeners of, as usual, is um, make sure you check out the um, the Instagram page at Roots and Rhymes. Check us out on Twitter as well. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to YouTube. Very important because um, all our shows now are going to be visual and they're going to be available on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to them. Really, really important stuff. Roots and rhymes. So let's get to it, Mac. Uh, today's guest it's an absolute honor to have this pioneer of british asian fusion he created a sound which inspired a generation and sparked a movement for british asian music whilst discovering some of the industry's most influential artists he broke barriers between genres and his music crossed borders between countries it is my pleasure to introduce today rishi rich how you doing bro
2: (laughs) thank you for the introduction
1: (laughs) My pleasure, and my stand, pleasure. Stand ovation as well. Yeah.
2: Library, bro. <laughs> no, thank you. That was sweet. Very nice. Thank you, guys.
1: No problem. It's a real honor to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, How absolutely. are things with you out in Mumbai?
2: Things are good. I mean, I was speaking to one of my friends today who was, who was one of my engineers and um, we were just saying lockdown. We used to lockdown. Like I probably yeah. spent most of my life in a room, <laughs> like yeah. a dark room. Yeah. So... You know, um, I do miss going out, but, you know, it's the safety of everyone. It's been crazy here. Like, I think March the 27th, yeah. we went into lockdown. We're still in lockdown. Mm-hmm. The 31st of July, we'll find out what happens. Absolutely. Um, there's only a few shops that have been opened. You know, masks you have to wear. Um, you have to wear if you go out. I've probably stepped out once in in the last four months just oh, to get wow. my hair cut. Yeah. You know, Um. but, uh, you know, what's what what's come out of it beautifully actually is, you know, I obviously set my own label up and I've been, I've managed to focus on that um, and really kind of, um, you know, just, just, just create, just work. I've been working every day, mm. you know, except like Saturdays or Sundays, but it's just been great. It's been, it's been a real thing. Been, But I do, yeah, I mean, I do miss going out. I, I always, before lockdown and I think hopefully soon, I, I always tend to go out once or twice a week, you know, meet up with friends. Uh, listen to music but yeah it is, i think the whole world's going through it so you just yeah. have to adapt right so.
1: absolutely i th- i think you you're right there i mean the the whole thing is is that you'd you'd kind of feel like you're being left behind if it was only you in that situation but because the rest of the world's in that situation you can actually either take stock or use the opportunity as uh, as an advantage to you like yourself with break the yeah. noise records yeah. congratulations yeah. with that by the way so it's a, a really so much and yeah. um Thank definitely you so much, your first so. couple of releases have been absolute hips and very different in their own respect as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I mean I think that's the that's the and like you said, you know, I think it's interesting. I've been speaking to a lot of artists, you know, I was speaking to Juggy the other day and I was mm-hmm. like, I've been telling you you should have recorded an album, you know, you should have like <laughs> all these times. It's yeah. hard. I know that artists are so you know, their their life is on being on stage. Yeah,
3: and, yeah, you absolutely. You know,
2: as well um Um, The artists, especially the artists I've worked with, I've always said, look, you know, it's sometimes good to stop that and get in the studio. And Mm. it's nice to see how everyone is using their time. You know, some people, uh, their mission is to get a six-pack. Some people, their mission is to not get a six-pack and (laughs) eat as much food as they want, you know. Um, And it all, you know, people started new hobbies. People, like, really tried to do things that they normally wouldn't have time for. And Mm. my thing was the label. Like, you know, it was something which was, it was in talks anyway before lockdown, mm. um, and it just happened that it happened. You know, we signed the deal, the distribution deal, when lockdown kind of was happening, and then I started to put all the singles together. You know, my my thing about this label is firstly, because um, I work on so much music, mm. I was a bit kind of you know. Um, I love working with you know, record companies, yeah. but I just think I've paid my dues to be my own A&R in this industry where, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I found it a bit weird to kind of go into uh, in go into an office and say, okay, what do you think of this? And what do you think of that? Yeah. Because I'm very much a person of like, I really believe in the music I make. And I know sometimes it might just go over people's heads, Absolutely. You know, like, like a lot of my music does. And then a year later, mm. people are like, oh my God, you know, we love this that you did no, like, y- 10 years ago. You know, yeah, I'll, you I'll know, be honest um, with
1: you, Rishi, I've been a massive fan of your work for a long time, but there are yeah. a lot of tunes on on older albums, which did go over my head back then, but you'd listen yeah. back to it now yeah. and you, you can appreciate that more. Maybe because my, my taste and maturity is, uh, has developed since then. And then yeah. maybe I can appreciate it a lot yeah. more now. So I uh, think I that's think, a credit to your work as
0: well. Yeah, I think also, yeah. Rishi, That you know, like you say, you're way ahead of your time with a lot of the stuff that you're doing. So I think it takes people's ears a bit of time to catch it up does. to the sounds. It really do you know does. I mean?
2: And imagine because I'm, all, I'm, you know, I'm a British Asian, and you mm-hmm. know, I'm so proud to be that. And imagine I'm in India, so I'm just like, this is how we do it. And, you know, I've literally I fight for the UK when I'm uh, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. this is this is the vibe I have done since I was 14. I fuse mm. R&B, Indian music, and hip hop. That's it. That's yeah, Punjabi yeah. music. You know, that's that's yeah. my thing. And um, you know, and you know, listening to my project album someone said to me, oh my God, when that came out, we just didn't get it. Right? Ah. You had Majajan in, you had yeah, Push yeah, It Up, yeah. but yeah. there was another 11 tracks on there that people just right. didn't get. No. The yeah. production was com- completely, because that's my style, you know, So, and that's the kind of music I'm doing now. Like, you know, with, with Jakhtar and Rush's track, you know, I know yeah. you guys had Jagdan on the show. Yeah, that's right. Um, that was a real cool collaboration between two artists, you know, Punjabi artists who kind of, kind of never met, but just mm. kind of I brought them together. The new track that just came out yesterday, Kanipatu, which is an animated video, which is, that is bonkers. Yeah. I have What's to say, I mean?
1: Rishi, what a tune. Yeah, Honestly, And listen to it. I thought this vibe is sick, but then I watched the video and it's it, the video is yeah, it's a cartoon, it's an animation, but it pays homage to Mumbai, doesn't it? That's the, yeah, the whole point yeah. of it, and that's a whole I thought point. was a yeah, because Yes Raj, the rapper, he's
2: from Mumbai, and yeah. Yeah. you know, and you know, I've always championed. It's never been about me, you know that. It's always no, been about artists, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I this is where I this is my Gucci store, yeah, that make, or my Rolex <laughs> store. You know, this is where I spend all my time and my money, really. You know. Yeah. So, my thing was like with Ganipatu was like Raj He was like, "I want to represent Mumbai," and I was like, "Cool." I've just finished mixing the next track, which is a a complete R and B futuristic. Like this will technically guarantee go over people's heads. You know, I you know, you guys might like it. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's again, and I think that's going back to where this conversation started. Mm-hmm. Is that's what the label? That's why I wanted to do the label because I just right, want yeah. to put out the music I want to put out. Absolutely, I know for a fact that if I took Ghani Patu into a label. They they probably would look at me and going what is this and you know they wouldn't get it um, so yeah it's been you know it's been a great thing and I'm you know as well as again it's it's about me finding new talent whether it's from UK um, India you know I'm I'm literally scouting for I love working with new talent I love just mm-hmm. kind of developing that so that's the whole thing with the label and then obviously you know my one of my closest friends Kieran Danoa, who's a singer who's mm-hmm. now turned. Company director, she's a writer, wow. you know. Um, so it's her and RDV, who's another partner. So it's been a great thing, you know. It's been it reminds me of when I started Richie Rich Productions, of when I signed H and Mumsy yeah, and everyone. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. in that same zone again, so it's good. Rewind. Let's take it back. Know your roots. So growing up in
1: Croydon, South London, what stands out as your earliest memory of listening to music uh, growing up?
2: um growing up in Croydon I mean I was I was in Croydon for six years so my earliest memory was just you know um I think at the time it was probably R D Burman music maybe okay. a little bit of folk Punjabi music you know mm-hmm. that my parents used to listen to but a lot of Hindi music and I remember I think that's where I got my whole um you know my whole flavor for Hindi music but especially R D Berman because he was a bit you know ahead of his time as well so mm, yeah that was my thing is it, was, it wasn't until i moved to harrow that i really started to understand you know started to discover you know music as like punjabi music and r&b yeah. and stuff
1: because croydon itself is quite a there's quite a large non-punjabi community so it's not the same as maybe growing up like you say in harrow or in like west london and being exposed to a lot of punjabi music so do you think that was probably a a key contributing factor to your, to your love of Hindi then that early day exposure.
2: For sure. I think it was a case of, you know, Hindi music. My mom used to listen to from as far as I could remember. Um, And I think that's where I developed that kind of taste for Hindi music. Mm. Um, And then when I moved to Harrow, there was, you know, I, all my friends listened to Hindi music, you know, Mm. literally. Yeah. So it was a case of, um, you know, we was I was still listening to Hindi music, but again, my mum, you know, she loved she loves Western music, like she loves Elvis and the Beatles, James Brown, you know, Cliff Richard and Stevie Wonder. So, my my collection in my house by the time I think I was ten was Hindi, soul, Motown kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. and then Punjabi music, you know, mm. Punj- Alap and Hira and stuff like that. So that was the fusion of. And that really defines the music I do, you know. You yeah, yeah for sure. I think it let's end it there. we it We know it. That's yeah. it. We know the
1: story now. That's where yeah. it's, it's, that's uh, it started.
0: It's it does show it does show that eclectic mix because you know when you do like you know we'll go into this in later on, but when you do listen to your music, you do get flashes of inspiration that like oh that's kind of soulful Motowny, and then there's a little bit yeah, of R&B, yeah, and sure. there's a little bit of Bhangra and Indian. And it's you, you can see that you must have been exposed to so much variety of music because it's not one style that you do.
2: Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that, you know, I, I, I'm, I created that from the, I knew what I was doing, you know? And I always say that like, you know, I was making music, um, knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Like I, you know, hip hop, R and B, Punjabi music and Hindi. And that Mm. was my fusion and it was because of my time growing up that all these influences is getting thrown at me and and that's yeah. the kind of music i wanted to do so um and even now anything i do you know i always add something of a, of my culture whatever it is even if it's a yeah. pop R&B song i yeah. add my indian kind of roots somehow um right. because that's you know that's the fusion thing that i i think i'm known for but the thing that is identifies people with my sound. And I like the fact that I, I do like to produce house music and, yeah. you know, um, just all different kinds of music because that's something that, you know, I remember when I was, when I started working on music, my boy, Don D who was in too cool with me. Yeah. Yeah. I used to make him, I used to make him test me. I used to, he used to say, okay, produce a reggae track. You got five minutes. So I used to produce a right. reggae track or <laughs> produce a R R&B track or produce a Punjabi track. And yeah. I used to do that rit- rit- like ritually every morning. When we used to get into the studio, I was like, yeah. okay, test me, you know? And obviously first I was just like, whatever, but then I became so quick at it. Mm. And it's something which is, which has stayed with me because still today, up until today, I will you know, I'll produce a song and then I'll take the acapella and produce like a completely different version of it just for fun. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that
2: it's, uh, to have
1: that ability to be able to recall a certain genre in your head and the elements which make that genre what it is and to reproduce that as quick as you say is a is a real art and a real skill so obviously it's only right that it was ingrained in you from such a young age through your for um, your influences yeah. and we always say it starts at home so you had this exposure to motown and punjabi and mm-hmm. and beatles and and uh, and that kind of stuff but what what was the first Vinyl CD Tape That you remember Buying as a As a teen Or
2: as a As a young lad Yeah I mean I totally remember It it was It was Johnny Z It was Hit the Deck It was that You know It was That was That was the That changed everything for me Okay Because If you If you You know Like Taz Obviously when he came out With Johnny Z That was I remember going to Southall And I remember going to Metro Music And I'm Mm. getting the tape And I'm like This is it this is like He's doing Punjabi music With this You know There's tumbis in it There's you know Electronic kind of tablas But it's R&B yeah. He's singing in English A little bit And I was like This is This is what I've been waiting for It's kind of like Everything I wanted to do This is it And then 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 Sahota's came And I was like yeah. Oh my god This is like Reggae And Punjabi yeah, So yeah, it was kind of yeah. So that That's what really Kind of got me Like focused Like I was like Okay Sahota's Charnak Pardesi, mm-hmm. uh, yep. Taz You know And then obviously Apache and Balisegu came after yep. that But then You know These were the key people Then you had like Hustlers Convention mm-hmm. You know All these people And I was only 12, 13 At the time yeah, And I yeah. was like This is the kind of music I want to do. Like this is This is what I want to do And it's great now You know Like when I see that And I always say When Taz comes here I was I always. Firstly, as soon as I see him, I always sing to him because I just think <laughs> I got to pay homage all the time. Yeah. But um, that's that's the track. That's actually the song, and um, that changed everything for me. So really it's really funny did.
1: you say that because around that era, you're right. When there was a big reggae vibe, uh, like if you listen to like Golden Star and stuff like that, there was them kind of riffs that they were using. Um, yeah, the and they and that kind of. Does kind of make you think? Hang on, there is there is this room for fusion here in the music because yeah. that must have opened your eyes. Because around that time, like you said, when you were twelve or thirteen, that's when you decided that I'm going to go get a job in a recording studio, yeah, and and exactly. that kind of started to expose you to and I, how yeah, to produce. And I think
2: I think what was happening, especially in London, if you if you see what was happening in London, there wasn't much going on. You know, like you had a LARP and hero, but they were doing strictly kind of. You know, I think hero like Deepak Kazanshi kind of came with this electronic kind of sound, but mm. everything was coming out of the Midlands because yeah, I think yeah. because Birmingham had this diverse community of, you know, reggae and yeah. pop and Punjabi music. So if you know, it's like Ahjid Sidhu and Saho is obviously from Wolverhampton, mm. Taz, you know, a golden star. everyone had a had something of reggae or something of pop,
3: yeah,
2: um and I remember I remember going to Southall again. And I remember picking up an album called Aja De Aja from the Jets Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And it was some and it was by you know, it was a Hindi kind of house track and I looked at the vinyl and I was like, This this studio is down the road for me. So I literally put a demo together and I had a Casio and I went down, I walked down to the studio and since that was the turning point in my career, because mm-hmm. that's the studio I got a job in. Literally wow. not, I wouldn't say a job Because I was You know I couldn't really get paid But I <laughs> learned I said to Bunkerj, And then he was like I want to start a group And I was like Okay You know I'll, I'll, I'll be your programmer and, and we'll start a group And that's where My journey began So You know And I, I thought I think with London I kind of wanted to Introduce Like R&B And so, actually Someone said it The other day I think it was I think it was Dip Spammer said He mm. goes You know He goes You were making music For at least 12-13 years That people just didn't understand no, you know I, I they just didn't yeah, get like the VR one stuff, yeah. the two cool stuff. Yeah, uh, you were doing stuff which was just completely R and B, and but and I was like, I know, and I said I did it because that's what I wanted to do. And suddenly, obviously, I had one, and it, I I really think, like you said, that art like crafting your art was through those albums. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean, so when when Dance Review You did come, I was kind of ready. I was like, okay, bang, I'm ready that's now. It. No yeah, one yeah. can say nothing because I know I've got my sound down to the T. Exactly. Right? So that
1: leads me on to around uh, 1996 or when you were around 20 years old, you released the album mm-hmm. Flavor under Too Cool. And that was, like you said, had Don D in there as well. And it was the introdu- uh, introduction of Veronica as well, who yep. featured on the album. So that was, a, like you just said, a, a start of things to come because one, you had kind of wanted to introduce this R&B flavor, but still mm-hmm. kind of, uh, pulling through these Hindi uh roots that I would say that you listened to earlier on. So yeah. that that was the real start of the musical partnership that went on for for 10 plus years, especially with with Veronica. What yeah I think you've already covered what the idea was behind the album, but what was your inspiration for the album?
2: Um at that time I was listening to I so then at that time I got into R and B. You know I started yeah. to listen to a lot of R and B. Um, I remember, I mean, I didn't go university, but you know, one of my, my best friends, Mitz hmm. and Snoops were going, doing De in DeMontford. So I used to literally just drive, drive my Astra and go up there <laughs> and, you know, and they, I, and one of my friends was a DJ. So he had his techniques and, you know, he was playing me all this stuff and Teddy Riley stuff and Blackstreet and yep. Montour Jordan and all this R&B, New Jack swing. I was like, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. You know, so this is what I, so I listened to that and at the same time he would flip it into like Sagu and mm. you know he was, and I was like okay so this is where I started to get my love for R&B during my right. teenage years because yeah. and then I started when I got back in the studio I was like I want to do a track like this I want to you know I want the beat to be like this but yeah. you know let's get a hindi singer and let's get in- Veronica to do english mm. and you know I was just coming up with all these ideas and stuff and that's where I started to have this firm kind of a love for like R&B hip hop um, Punjabi music Hindi music And I just wanted To fuse it all Punjabi music Not as much as Then Because I don't I don't think I had The right Vehicle Vehicle when I say Artist Yeah You know Like yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. have An artist at the point mm. um, Where Hindi was Kind of more accessible We had vocals Given to us And you know So I, I, I could Technically I was Like a remixer yeah. So, but I, musically, I just wanted to introduce a lot of stuff, and it's it's strange because I get messages now from people saying we love your voices album or too cool flavor album, yeah, 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 yeah love yeah. to love album, and I'm like Absolutely. that's so cool because I remember when I was making that, I was like, and no one, it, people loved there was a there was an audience for it, I know that for sure, but it wasn't a big commercial success as no. as, but I, know, as I think.
1: A little bit more commercial success came through when the Pure Garage albums started coming through yeah. uh, through you, volume yeah. one, two, and three, because yeah. you could actually see that what you were actually doing was you were creating these albums, which were the sounds of the times and yeah. and creating the remixes, um, again, with Hindi vocals or R&B vocals and, and that yeah. kind of thing. So would you say that as your musical taste progressed, that was reflected in these albums that were coming through?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think at that time, you know, I got into Garage a lot. You know, obviously Garage was popping off in the UK. So I was listening yeah. to that. Um, and I remember when I got Sonu Nigam's vocals and I was like to Don, okay, we need to, you know, we, I wanted to do like a Pure Garage album. Mm. And, um, you know, mixing that. And and at that time, I think, you know, I was exposed to a lot of music. And I think Pure Garage was such a fun album because, like you said, I knew exactly what in a, us Indians were listening to. Yeah. Because I used yeah. to go to the you know to the clubs in Harrow and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I used to go there and I used to see, okay, there's Garage coming. And then the DJs would mix Punjabi music with it or mm, yeah. music with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, they would they would do that and I'm like and I, I used to literally study this. I used to really study. I'm like, okay, so this is good because you know, you could go into central London and you could go into a club full of Indians and they'll be dancing to R and B and if and then if you mix it with an Indian track, they'll still be dancing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause yeah. that means for me, like they're not saying, Oh, don't play no Indian music. We're not proud no. of it. They're like, mm. this is our music, Yeah, but there's nothing out there, which is really ours. You know what I mean? That is so true. So, is. I think that's yeah. such a
0: true point because I know through my experience, that's exactly what your music did for me. It made it cool to want to listen to Indian music because I was so influenced by R&B and listening to that. But when you started mixing in these new sounds, it was like, Oh, I can like my own stuff and still be relevant culturally yeah. with what's going on into a, to a sort of mainstream. I didn't feel like I had to just be in a corner listening to Indian music on its own. It's like, oh, you can bring that into the public yeah. arena and, and, and it's think, cool and it's accepted.
2: And I think, you know, and I think it wasn't just me. I think especially when, you know, some, Balisagoo, when he came out with Wham Bam, you know, yeah. I think mm. that was a big, big turning point. Big for especially yeah. like me, who was just coming mm. in, you know, who's in the scene, but not, you know, just coming into it. I was like, He's mixing beats that I know I've, I'm familiar with, mm. with Malkit Singh and stuff. And it works. And, and, you know, it works. And it was something which I remember being in school and going, this really works.
3: Yeah. You know, um, yeah.
2: Yeah. and you're not embarrassed to kind of play it. Right. No. say, Look, right. This is exactly. our music. Absolutely. You know? And I think, I think for me, what seemed like
1: a, a real turning point for you, was when it came to around 2001, when you released the double R remix for Balisagu and Nayodil Lagada, because that for me, it's it was a real R&B sound. Like it sounded like all yeah. that you've been doing for the last three or four years was refined in this remix. Because that yeah. R&B beat was was Teddy Riley, like yeah. worthy. It was, it was yeah, that yeah, yeah. good It was something yeah. that Easily someone like Total or 112 Could uh, spit yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, on Exactly no, no You're, problem at you're all. so
2: right You're so right Because when I You know When I did that remix mm. That's when You know I'd been exposed To so much R&B You know Bad Boy was out Like yeah. Total yeah. Mace All this lot Montel mm. Jordan So I was like This is the kind of music I love this kind of music I love Black Street yeah. And I remember yeah. getting The vocals from Bali And I'm like I'm just gonna do Straight up R&B mix yeah, that's it. I'm gonna do what I feel, and that was that but was a real so cool good. thing to do. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's cool, one cool, of cool them
1: songs that you hear your remix, and it feels like yeah. to me that's the original. That's the original the I remember that, yeah. hearing, and it's that's the original that well. I liked about it. If you
0: took Rishi Rich, like you say, if you took Rishi Rich off that, off it, you'd think, Oh, Teddy Riley's done that, or <laughs> someone, <you> know, <laughs> someone the in the States working with 112's done it, or someone from Bad Boy's mm-hmm. done it, because it was so. Purest R B, but it was done so well. It really wasn't like good. a rip-off yeah. RB track. Yeah. It was no. it was RB at its truest. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and
1: and of course, yeah. is that what led to being signed by Bali under Ish Records and uh, Simply Rich was, was under yeah. his label. Is that I mean, what gave I mean, you that platform or give you that yeah, opportunity? I mean,
2: it's 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 strange because I went through such a like a bit of a chain. Like I started working when I I started working with Sanjay Sanj from Executive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I played keyboards. I played keyboards on Extra Art 5. Mm. But that was my first time I went into a studio. I think I was 13. Mm. And from there, I kind of jumped and I met Apache Indian and I was working with Apache and then I met Bali. And then um, I remember going to see Bali and I did the remix and, you know, he was like, I was like, I'd love to put an album out. I don't know what I want to do, but I'd love to put an album out. I think because... His his album did really well. The remix people really set, tended to like it. And I was like, yeah. look, let me do an album now because I feel like I've I've got my sound ready, you know. So, mm-hmm. and he was like, okay, just do what you need to do. And he was like, I can give you some vocals of whatever I've got, mm-hmm. but the rest, I said, look, I'll try and source the singers or well, I'll just try and make up, you know, I'll just try and do whatever I can. Yeah, I just want to do an album, like my my first kind of UK British album. And I remember him giving me Niteri uh, Jai this stuff vocals and yeah. you know, that. Javid Bashir mm-hmm. um, And I was like Okay this is cool So I, I took that back To my studio And I started working on that And you know And that And then obviously I met Juggy. So that Simply Rich album Again A lot of people just know Najina, and Dereje all This stuff But there's yeah, other yeah. tracks on there That probably yeah. Just went over people's well, heads You had you know?
1: Gunjin on there You know what I mean A, yeah, a exactly. fantastic singer Which obviously yeah. May have came through That Bali Sugu Connect But what a tune as well I mean the, the cover yeah. Of um, a classic Punjabi song It was it was yeah. it worked so well, but like you say, people often forget about that and think, okay, this was Juggy D's first tune, or yeah. let's say Neteereje or this to that is massive even still to this day. Not even just yeah. in our uh, culture or uh, our side of the industry. Dancers use it every single day for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. urban videos. I, you type that in YouTube, I and think, there's you know, a new it's, video. It's,
2: it's it's a blessing and it's a curse because when you release something and you have. One when you release an album and you have one mm. track, which really kind of just creates such a dent in the industry. Absolutely. People are like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I had two, you know, yeah, I came yeah, with two tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, people are like, we don't care what the album sounds like; <laughs> we just want to listen to these two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was great because it really, if you if you if you think about it, those and I I, I really thought about it as well because I said to Bali, I wanna I wanna put two tracks in one video mm-hmm. because I want to represent. You know, uh, R and B, hip hop, Punjabi, Kowali, yeah, everything. Yeah, you know, and it was it, all these that. I want to showcase. Mm. I'm like, this is this is everything I've been working on for the last 15 years, and here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I remember when that came out, people were like, "What is what is this production?" And luckily, yeah. I think people just got it. this mm. people got. And know, the thing is, it, there I were really t- that. you you put them both
1: in the same video, but there were two very different videos. Yeah, so very you, had, yeah. you had you had Juggy and Don D on one, and it was very much party vibe, all that kind of thing. But then Netela Jai heard that was this urban, grimy kind of parks in a car park kind of thing with loads of people just dancing and and checking out. So was that kind of true? Two sides to
2: your personality that you wanted to show as well. One hundred percent. Like you know, it's so funny because I really feel that is my that is my personality. Like if mm. you listen to Kani Padu, yeah, that's part of my person hip hop. Yeah, yeah, you know, ne yeah, yeah. <laughs> is really what I love to do. You know, I mean, influ- yeah. you know, I'm imp- influenced by Timberland a lot, but that's the kind of beats I've always been making. Um, of course, mm. uh, Nejina is very much the kind of st- it's very Taz, it's very stereo Nation. Mm. If you think about yeah. it, you know? yeah, so no, absolutely, yeah, very pop Punjabi. So, and it's weird, like if you listen to now drill music in the UK, mm-hmm. drill music. If you listen to the way the beats sound, it's very much like did Juhil This stuff, yes, like, mean, the, heavy, like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. the heavy drum beats, yeah, yeah boom, boom, yeah, 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 yeah. the pattern absolutely. Of it, you know, yeah.
2: it's very much like that, and it's um, mm. so that was re- that that whole album actually because there was R&B tracks on there really uh, it really represented my sound and it was um it was such a and it was good because off the back of that I you know Juggy accidentally really got launched yeah it was just a right. singer on the, on one of my tracks and I had to force him to be in the video he wasn't going to make it and I got <laughs> him to come down and obviously Don was doing his thing and and it just started his career really you know yeah I,
1: I mean well it was the launch of, of Juggy D so I, just briefly, how did that relationship come about? How did you did he just kind of drop his um his demo to you or were you aware of him through friends? What No,
2: it was what? it was actually through a friend. It was through mm. a friend of mine that he said, I know this guy called Jags and he's a singer and he sings in Southall in the pubs and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. And it was literally that and he's done some competitions and cause I was saying, Look, I'm looking for some singers for my album and he was like, you know, shall I call him down? I'm like, call him. And I remember Jag I remember him walking in and he was wearing this shirt and you know, and he sang, uh, puts the daran there, I think from suffering boys yeah. for me. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, and the thing with Juggie is he's got, he's got this rawness about him. Mm. Like I love when people, when, when, when someone kind of, you know, comes and shows me what they can do. I don't want it to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, because that's my job. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, my right, job yeah. now to take you and right. go, okay, you know what? I'm going to now mold you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to guide you and stuff like that. You know, um, Yes, it's nice to work with singers who are just like bang straight on, like, and yeah. that's good. But when you're really looking to take an artist on, mm. you've got to take something which is, you know, um, it's a rough, it's a rough stone, you know. And that's what Jaggy was. Mm. He was very rough, and he could he can hold a note, he can sing, but more than that, he had this thing about him. Like I just looked at him, and I've got this. I've always had that kind of a and r i to say, okay, I know that with a bit of grooming and. Get your hair cut and whatever, and <laughs> yeah. get the right song behind you. I think <laughs> yeah. you, you know, because there was no one like him in the industry no. at that there time was, as yeah. well. He was a breast of fresh
1: air. He he was someone that yeah. the younger generation could relate to, thinking, hang on a say, there's yeah. a younger guy who yeah. he doesn't want to be a rapper, he wants to be a singer. Exactly. And, right. and, and you, you rappre-
2: Yeah, go on.
0: No, I was just gonna say he like you say that he represented his, his character and his persona, like say, you know, spotting who he was as a person mm. he was so relatable to asian yeah. youth because it was like i've got a friend that just looks like that he just acts exactly, like that yeah. he talks like that and it before exactly. that it was like the older generation the singers were kind of like like your dad's generation if you <laughs> <Yeah>. like But <When laughs> yeah. Jimmy came in with like oh you're, you're like so, you're like my boy you're like a friend of yeah. mine and i and can that's really exactly what
2: that. that's exactly what you know our vibe was i was like you know, he listens to Oasis, and he listens to Punjabi folk music. He's very folk as well, very desi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he mm-hmm. loves R and B, um, and he was like, you know, he goes, as much as I love desi music, he goes, I want to make music which is very simple Punjabi, mm-hmm. for like my yeah. friends to understand. And yeah, yeah. And I remember when we did Nejina, it was really, really simple, and I, you know, it was a great thing.
1: It was. You can sit. You can sing it and uh, understand it. And it's really easy to remember, which is a sign of a, a track with a great hook and uh, yeah. great lyrics. But the, like you say, this this rough and ready guy Juggity, came to you, and that was the start of a relationship which spanned many many years. And then the following year, you discovered Jay Sean as well, mm. and the that's that's when it happened in two thousand and three, the launch of Dance with You.
2: Yeah. So well, I discovered Jay and Juggy at the same, roughly around the same time individually. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was working with Juggy, and I was working with Jay individually. Um, and they didn't, you know, they never bumped into each other at the studio because their sessions were different. So yeah. I was kind of, you know, I, was, I met Jay the same way through a friend, a uh, guy called Suki. Um, and Jay was a rapper, and I he was basically like I was. I was speaking to Suki and I was like, I oh, you know I want to work with an R&B artist, but an Indian R&B artist, someone yeah. who's Indian, but I need to find, because like, I know this guy called Nikki J, he's a rapper, mm. but he's got a good voice. Yeah. And J came down and I think we started recording a song. We made a song called Crazy that day and mm. we just started working together. And um, and parallel, I was working with both of them. Yeah. It was so weird. I was mm. working with both of them <laughs> as well as kind of just working with other artists. And we, me and J had, you know, I remember I did the beat for Dance With You and I remember speaking to Seth, and I don't know if if Seth will watch, but I remember Seth what uh I was I was saying to Seth that, you know, I you should take this beat. And he was like, no, no, I don't know why, what happened. And then I I think my management at the time, because I just come off the back of doing the Craig, David, Britney stuff and everything like Yeah, that.
1: that's right. Yeah.
2: So I just had that kind of two years of that craziness behind me. Mm. Um and he was like, why don't we give this to the sugar babes? And I was like, okay, that's cool, we can give it to them. And I remember Jay coming in the studio, hearing the beat, and he was like, I love this beat. Um, can I write on it? Can I do something? I'm like, cool, do your thing. And he went away and wrote a song, came back, and it was um, it was called Stuck in the Middle. You know, okay. That was it. Everything else was the same, but the chorus was, and then when the stuck in the middle, it was just a pure R&B song over it. Yeah. And I was like, this is cool. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to do with it. We just record it. And I remember then Juggy literally was came to see me in the studio. That's when they first met. Juggy heard it um, and Jaggi was like, you know, I want to, I want to be on it. I want to be on it. Um, and Jay had recorded like a section saying, I want to dance with you. And mm. Jaggi just translated that in Punjabi. Yeah. And we literally just recorded it. And then afterwards it took a cup. it took a month or so for me to kind of take this bit and put it, move it around, but not that much. And suddenly I had this record and I was like, okay, this sounds This is pretty cool You know And what was the cooler part Is like It's three Indians Three In Punjabi boys From from West London
1: Who just made the song
2: It's It's mad Because It
1: launched Jay Sean's career Yes And it was this real collaboration Like you said Three Indian dudes Right And you you Yeah On the production There was this flute And the flute was becoming More and more popular Because of Timbaland And and Magoo And that kind of vibe And it had this flute And then there was an Indian guy singing R and B. There was an Indian guy producing it. There was an Indian guy singing Punjabi. It was like, wow, this that for me was, I can relate to these guys. Th- that yeah. is the point that I thought it is cool to listen to Indian music in my car or in my headphones at school, right? And yeah. and not be like uh, embarrassed about if somebody asks what you're listening to. It was yeah. so and relatable. that was that
2: was exactly the point. That was my you know that's everything I'd worked for was because I'm very strong on like you know my morals in the sense where you know we us as Indians as a whole not just Punjabis but as a mm. whole mm-hmm. we if not can do what anyone else can do
1: absolutely yeah you know
2: what i mean we yeah. can we can do that you know whether it's making hip hop beats whether it's being being the number one artist in the world or you know being a ceo of the biggest company we can do that absolutely. and my thing was like i you know it was my mission to kind of it was my mission To be go on top of the pops It was like This is mm. what I want to do yeah. And I remember Dance of You When that came out I was like This is it We we, You know You only get that Once in a lifetime Where you really connect With the whole community Yeah, yeah. You know You connect yeah. with a community Of people People are just like I can't believe How much Every single person In the industry In the British Asian industry And worldwide But that time We didn't have internet Not yeah, that much yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. just but Every single person From whatever radio station Whatever Was like we're supporting you. I remember mm, yeah. Bobby Friction and Nihal going to HMV, buying the single and putting it up on the homepage of BBC Asia Network. I yeah. said, look guys, we went, you know, and that kind of support was like, that we didn't ask for that. You know, we, yeah. we. but what happened is that, like you said, people were like, finally, okay, let's do this. And it was because of that, that this record just, it just grew and people just kind of got behind it and s- suddenly there are three guys on Top of the Pops. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and that was our journey. Be- you know, that's where, that's what happened. It just launched from there, you know. And it was, you know what? Um, I, I think, it was Rishi. It,
0: it was, was, it, a, it was a sound of it. Yeah. It was, it was more than the music, wasn't it, Rishi? It was, like you say, it was. It made a statement culturally, not just musically. Of course, musically, it made a massive statement. For, but the, for me, a I think, it,
1: I think it sparked the the Brazilian movement. Like the, the, after that, and around that time you had the the Brahma Awards and all of that, it started to become to the forefront that, hang on, yeah. we can stand on our own two it's feet This movement,
2: this yeah. movement yeah. just exploded. Music, it just exploded. Like, you know, you had Punjabi MC, you had Ragev, you had yeah. us, you had Cray yeah. Twins did something with Twister. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Rouge and Zeus were coming mm-hmm. out. Rouge yeah. got signed to Timberland. That, that's, it was all these things that were going on. and we, um, I was just like, great, man. I'm just a part of this movement absolutely and I've I, I love that the fact that be you know people say you know we miss those times and stuff but that time will never because that time because of that time we're still we're still here yeah
1: yeah you, know I mean? so you can't mimic you can't that time that. no no you yeah. can't you can't replicate it because and it was the, is, the right is,
0: thing at the right time as <clears> well <throat> I feel like for, for us growing up we, we as a society as a community we needed that kickstart to course. say this new generation can do whatever it wants to do it was like Oh, those guys can do it, we can do it too. And you can't get that back yeah, because and times every, have changed. I think but everything then you everything
2: it. in music, everything in music has its time, you know. I think mm-hmm. ours was was a crazy time because it was it's it is something that was never done before. You know, yeah. but then you had like your naughty boys and your steel bangles, and you had all these people, you know, these people will go down as well, like you Absolutely. know, as people who've created, who've changed uh the face of music, you know, and yeah. And that's that's just that's just life, isn't it? That's just music. That's what's gonna happen. I mean, Alap and Hero, they went they were the first uh, Punjabi group to go on Blue Peter. Yeah, you know what I mean, exactly. That, yeah. That's a, yeah. that, that was a, that was a time of like, oh my. So imagine the kids. Imagine like your version of the people who hang, who ha, you know, who looked at the TV and go, Oh my God! There's Punjabi yeah, artists yeah, yeah, on Blue Peter. So it's a yeah. generation thing, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a sure. weird thing. So, um, and. And I'm just so glad that I'm still making music. I'm still doing what I want to do. I still love that, you know, mm. uh, because I've seen how music has changed. And and one thing I'll always say that, uh, and I think it's always stuck with me, and I think I get that said to me is, Rich, you you created a genre. You mm, created absolutely. your own genre. You know? Absolutely. Um, and, yeah. and I'm I'm really proud of that. And that's yeah. why, if you notice, I'm not that kind of person who, I'm not, haven't got that kind of, I'm all up in the videos and ego. Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I want to make music. I yeah. wear black t-shirts and blue jeans every day. I'm in the studio.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know I mean that's well, a, it's, it's the, a, the thing is you're, you're absolutely right there. You 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 created this sound with Dance with You, and that was the start of what people call now that 2.9 era, right? Yeah, where which defined a generation, as we said, and it was a movement, and it was it sparked a lot of a lot of other movements within within the culture, but. And, but then the, the next level to that was Rishi, the fact that you were on the B sides for a lot of these mainstream artists like Craig David, Britney Spears, Madonna doing these remixes, right? right. Cause I, I, bought, I bought the singles, I bought the vinyls and they, they were on and I bought them because of the remixes, not yeah. because of yeah. the yeah. actual tunes. Yeah. And that was yeah. massive. It was huge to see someone who's making this ethnic sound. Let, we can't call it Punjabi. We can't call it anything. It was an ethnic vibe mixed mm. with this urban, underlying urban feel and that you could relate to ultimately, that we could play. Like you say, I could, I could be asked yeah. to DJ at a gig and I could play that to a bunch of Indians and they would love it.
2: Exactly. Because it's you got know, and that, that that's kind a, And of vibe. that's the thing. And I remember going into central London, going to Leicester Square, trying to get into a club before mm. Dance Review come out. Mm. And people were like, no, no, you, you, you can't go in there. And I knew because yeah, we had, it was all my, all me and my Asian boys. Yeah. You know, yeah. Our Indian boys are going to cause trouble. Yeah. Dances, you came out probably a year later when we had all these things popping off. We were in those clubs. We absolutely. had the VIP table. Yeah. All the yeah, Indians yeah, yeah, from yeah. everywhere were coming yeah. to London <laughs> and Punjabi MC and our tracks yeah. were getting played, yeah. Raggier's tracks. And people were like, this is our music. You absolutely. can't say nothing now. You know what I mean? And that's what it was. It was that movement.
0: It was. No, look, it, so it, was it was. I remember, and, I remember, um, The Craig David remix came out, Rishi, and that was one of those moments where, you know, Craig David was huge, a huge artist. Everybody loved him. And then you could play this remix that had this Indian twist to it. And it was like it made Indian culture cool and relevant and accepted. And I think that's a real testament to what you did is you made Indian style acceptable in the mainstream where it wasn't just a, a thing for indians it's like everybody could get behind it everybody loved that craig david remix yeah. you just had to be yeah. a fan of craig david
1: and and yeah, it I'm didn't necessarily to, have, to to have to sing it. in
2: punjabi
0: absolutely I'm the just, door
1: point yeah, no and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah it's it, and that followed a, a solid three years doing these remixes and working on jay sean and juggy d's debut albums as well as getting a taste for Bollywood for the first time with Hum Dum, And then obviously reintroducing Veronica into there. So that was a real busy few years for you, wasn't
2: it? After, after Dance With You. Yeah, it was, I mean, it took, you know, it took everything out of us. You know, it did really did because as soon as Dance With You came out, it was just the train was, it. you know, the train had left the platform. Yeah, We were on this train, you know, like we didn't have a personal life anymore. We were going through a lot of stuff because we didn't, we didn't, Exp- we didn't know how to handle that, you know. Like we were, mm. we, were, we were getting booked booked for gigs around in and around the country, and then obviously around the world, as well as being in the studio making an album. Yeah, and we were like, "This is crazy!" And it it did, you know. It was a, it was a hard but a, such an exciting time because, as you said, there were so many things that we were doing. But eventually, I knew that this will at some point we'll have to stop because, yeah. you know, in a weird way, me, you know, as a Richie Rich project, we only had probably. Two songs out together Eyes on You And Dance of You
1: That's right We were never
2: really a group You know And I know that Jay Obviously always wanted to do His solo thing I Mm. know Juggy wanted to do His solo thing So Mm. that's where I kind of Got Mentor involved Who's my cousin And got him to produce Juggy's album Veronica And then the Hindi stuff came And it was great You know It was a good thing That um, we, we It all Like for the last For the next three Four years We were just like Bang 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 We're just putting All this music out but then even I knew for a point from, even for me, like my creativity will go at yeah. some point. And I'll, I'll have to stop. And, you know, and Jay wanted to go to America and, you know, um, we just had to kind of now, I wouldn't say I wouldn't, we wouldn't, no one really parted ways, but everyone just kind of had to, you know, at that point I bought my first house. Mm. And I remember, you know, I was 26, 27, I think I'm thinking, yeah, 26, 27, 28 or something. And i bought my first house, like I bought a house. And I was like, This is what I want to do at the moment. I don't want to do music. I want to spend some time in my house.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And,
2: you know, and Juggy, you know, he was, had some stuff going on in his personal life. Jay literally wanted to move to America. So he went to America and, Hmm. you know, and we had to stop. We just literally had to stop because it got to the point where we were, we weren't speaking together. We, you know, on, on, Hmm. because we spent so much time together. Um, and there was, there was nothing between us because, you know, I never wanted to be in a group anyway. I'm just yeah, like a producer, yeah. and that's yeah. the way I've seen it. But it's kind of when you spend so much time and this pressure and stuff. Um, I I always knew that my my one of my biggest um, qualities is working with new talent, and that's mm. a given. Yeah, you know, and. I'm always been like, okay, I'm going to find this artist. I'm going to develop this artist. I'm going to work with this artist. And then I'm going to let this artist go and do its thing. And, and if that ever, artist ever comes back to me, I'm always here. But then Absolutely. I'm like, okay, who's next? Because I'm always been about growing the scene and introducing yeah. people. And I think you it's know, always like, the I,
1: search for a new sound as well, isn't it? As a producer, you, you always, you're always in this yeah. constant search for a new, for a new life exactly. moment, a new sound, a new, something different exactly. from the next thing.
2: Exactly. And artists, you know, one, one thing producers, I think, do understand, but artists inspire us, you know. Um, I get, I get so inspired so much by artists, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that doesn't matter whether they're Punjabi singing in Punjabi, Hindi, um, if they're doing hip hop, if they're doing, you know, the kind of thing that gully, uh, gully boy and stuff like that and everything like that. It's, it, it adds, it reignites my spark as such. Yeah. You know, and if you, if you think about it, all the artists, imagine if I didn't have that way of thinking, then you might not have a J Juggy Mumsy, H, about Absolutely. All the yeah, artists yeah. that I... But every artist I've worked with has had, you know, really inspired me to kind of like, okay, let's do this. You know, let's try and make some different kind of music. So hmm. it's very important for me to always be that. And I guess after that, then I found H and, you know, that was, you know, even though people like, he's very much like Juggy, but no, he wasn't. Yeah. He was so different to Juggy because... He was, in my eyes, he was like a Chris Brown yeah. of the Punjabi industry. You know what yeah. I mean, where he yeah. had that kind of was that swag. Yeah, and his yeah. music was his music was very different. Mm,
1: you know, it absolutely. wasn't straight up.
2: It was very kind of like it was a bit edgy. So yeah, it was cool.
1: So, so just before the discovering H and all and all that, I just want to touch on the project because it took you three years from the point that you released um, Dance with You. To release the project and obviously you were really busy with Juggies and Jay's album and like you said you were swamped back to back. So that it was definitely the signature sound we were used to hearing, but it was new and it was fresh. And as you said, it wasn't for everybody's ears at the time, but it had such a variety of styles on it. Like you had the Pungeraton vibe. You had like the yeah. Soka, uh, Bere Bazaar, which could probably stand on its own, which was later reworked for Namaste England. But mm. And it featured Alison Hines and, and Josh and he even had uh, Jassy Sidhu on there. Yeah. They, that, was, that was released four years after Simply Rich. But is that mm. because it was four years in the making or were you waiting Four years to kind of find that sound and to to realize what you were gonna do with that album.
2: No, I think you know I I was working on that album pretty much the same time I was working on the project stuff. Okay, you know, when I was working on Dance with You, I was working mm. on the album. In terms of when I say album, I was working on beats and just musical ideas. Yeah, you know, um, I love that album. I think that's probably one of my. There's that, and there's another album by Dave Bauer I did. Unit you know, um, that worked. Those two albums for me are my best pieces of work. Project is such a, I laugh when people hear that.
1: You know yeah, what I mean? Because Rishi, I have to say that Project is one of my favorite all time albums. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the show, but for me, not to, to take it off in a different direction, for me, that was around the time that I was peak in my DJing. Right. And yeah. that to me was a sound which, which represented me. Because yeah. I love the Soka vibe on that. I love the Bangaraton vibe yeah. on that. But even, I loved Josh. I was listening to Josh yeah. just before that and they weren't massively mainstream. They, yeah, was, exactly. they, were, they were from, I what was it, San Francisco or somewhere like that or Australia yeah, or something. Canada. I don't know. Canada, Canada. Canada, there you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was listening to these guys when other people weren't and I was like, you brought all this together. And yeah, yeah. off the back of that album, this is no word of a lie. I started a club night off the back of that album because I oh, listened wow. to that. And I said to myself, I don't want to start a banger night. I want a night where we're playing this kind of fusion music. Mm. Kind of yeah. like a, a shanti funk, funk shan kind of vibe like yeah, they were doing yeah. In, yeah. in Birmingham. Yeah. I was yeah. like, the, the North yeah. hasn't done that. So I yeah. I wanted to start a night that was almost like I said, if somebody said, what, what album is this night? It would have been Project. Yeah. 100% yeah. No, And I can see why it a your favorite I, it's favourite
2: I love the fact that It gets appreciated So much now mm. Like Even now When I listen to it I think I heard it A couple of weeks ago From mm. start to finish On my yeah. phone I think when I was just In my room And I was like what is this? I'm literally questioning myself. I'm like, what kind of I'm like, even though I do this kind of drum program, yeah, I yeah, love, yeah. you know, drums and but I was on something else then. Yeah. I'm you know, it was because literally I had and that's like if you listen to the next track that comes out from Break the Noise, it's very much the project. Oh, the way the beats are and stuff. Um you know and it's a kind of thing where it's uh it's it's again that's why I think I'm in, as such a nice because when I did the project I was in such a it was in my own world. And that's, mm. I think that's where I'm at now. It's just like yeah. making that kind of music. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a great journey. It's great to see that people are still appreciating that now. No, hundred
1: percent. hundred percent.
0: I think your, your tunes are so, you know, Chuns is talking about the DJing, but from an M- MC's perspective, your tunes are so easy to just get a crowd hyped over because it doesn't yeah. take much. It just, you, they just need to hear a few seconds of some of those drops and that's it. It does the job.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and, yes. and obviously, like you were saying, after after the projects in two thousand seven, you decided to part ways with two point nine and, and and go forward with Rishi Rich Productions, and that's when you signed, like I said, Mumsy, H. Thammy, Tasha Ta, and Veronica, mm-hmm. and Juggy came as well. What was mm-hmm. the inspiration from going down that route? Was it like you said that you had always had this eye for A and R, and you really wanted to kind of yeah. Uh, encompass that a little bit into into what you were doing.
2: Yeah, I think it, I think you know, and I probably haven't probably spoken about this in too much detail. But mm. I felt that two point nine was was created solely on me. It was because I was before Jay and Juggy were there. I had I was a part of two point nine. We'd set that up, and mm. I came to a point where I just thought I'm not really getting what I you know, especially with the project. I think when the project came out, you know, I felt that. I didn't have the videos that I wanted behind it. I didn't have really the marketing. I didn't really have, you know, I put so much love into that. And I've just, Mm -hmm. I just felt, and you know, it's one of those things when you've got two super kind of star artists on the label and then you've got a producer, you know, the star, you know, the artists are very much easier to kind of work with. The producer is just, especially with me, who's someone who's like, I don't perform and I don't DJ. I just sit in the studio Mm -hmm. and that's it, you know, and that's what I do. So I came up to, I came to that point where I was like, okay, look, you know, and I'm still on great terms with 2.9 as well, mm. which is good because I just let, let let me go because I feel like the next thing I do want to do is start my own label. And yeah. I remember H, I was still with 2.9, and I discovered H. And I remember like he met everyone from 2.9. In fact, we had a we had a project gig, me, Jay, Juggy, Veronica in Dubai, and I told H to come along.
1: Okay, and H
2: came along. You wow. know, and um, people. And I remember Juggy and Jay saying, "Who's this?" I'm like, "He's my artist." You know, he's oh. like someone I'm developing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are like, oh, "Okay, cool." And I remember when H uh, and I did take him to two point nine and do like okay, let's just you know don't worry. I said yeah, don't worry. I'm you know he's with me literally. Mm. And H was H's journey was great because I'm like H, you know, I signed Mumsy and and H, and I said with with H, I was like you're gonna be the first artist I'm gonna launch. I said but you got to spend every day with me. He's just got because I was in that. Yeah. I I I as a producer and I'm always oh, people know this about me. I love going out. Mm. I really love going out. I mean yeah. I never. I never go out and come back and work. I, that's not my vibe. But what I love doing is I work and I go out. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I can go out and, you know, until the morning. And I just love that whole atmosphere of food, yeah. you know, drinks, tequila, yeah. music. You know, that's yeah. my vibe. So I'm like, H, hey, I want you to kind of spend six months with me. Just tell your parents you're living with me. It's fine. Cause I, I, I was living by myself. I had my yeah. own apartment. Mm. So I was like, so, and that's what we did, you know, and I remember when H got launched, um, someone from 2.9 said, look, we didn't think he could do it. You know, like we didn't think he's going to, he would work, but he obviously did. And it was a, it was a big thing for me because I imagine I just stepped away from this whole big Mm. 2.9, you know, castle as they say, you know, (laughs)
3: Um,
2: and I was just like, I'm going, I'm going to go by myself. And luckily I'd met Waleed and some other people who just put everything in place for me to make a label work. Mm. And that's why um, having the label now is so good because Every mistake I've made, I'm not gonna make it. You
1: know, yeah, in terms mm, of the way
2: I conduct the business side of everything. So, yeah, H was a he was it was a great album. It was such a it was one year of just. You know, make your music going out, make your music going out. Yeah, and yeah, I can, yeah. I think you can, you can hear that in the music, you know, you yeah, can that you can yeah. hear that. Well, that's it's the thing. I that think it's reflected. Feel.
1: Yeah. And it's got, it's got the good vibes and that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that often reflects the, the, the kind of part, time you were in your life and what you were doing and that kind of thing in your, your maturity. Because like you say now with uh, Break the Noise, the stuff that's coming out now is almost transporting you back to that time, but I, I think your production's probably matured and your your skill has yeah. matured as well. So it's going to be a lot more refined. Again, yeah. you can see the parallel in the business side of things that you learned from the, the mistakes of the past, and you you're mm-hmm. going to channel them through this one. But I just want to I just want to touch on so that that success came for uh, for a number of years, and then what happened around 2014 when you developed this relationship with Teddy Riley, and then you were signed under trmg and it in fact it's that's, that's crazy you lived for him lived with him for a little while and you formed this relationship and developing as further developing yeah. as a producer that for me because for me i heard about that time but then i didn't hear much after that what happened with
2: that and what was yeah. going on and what were you producing how did
1: that affect your style
2: see it's weird because if everyone anyone knows about my you know, my inspirations, obviously there is R.D. Burman, and there's always been Teddy Riley going back to, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. going to De Montfort and listening to, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Is It Good To You and Blackstreet yeah, yeah, yeah. and Michael yeah. Jackson and all that, you know, yeah. so I have always wanted to meet him and one of my friends, Big Mike from New York, he knew Teddy and Teddy had a concert in Wembley mm. and I remember, I think I just got married or I was married two years or something like that and I was like, You know, I I said to Big Mike, I was like, look, I need to go and meet Teddy. I know he's doing a concert in Wembley. You know him. So he goes, okay, cool. I know where he's staying. He's staying at the Wembley Hilton. We'll just go and wait in the lobby. Literally. So imagine after everything I've been through in my career, I am now going to wait in the lobby for Teddy Riley. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's, I've got no shame in doing things like that. I'm very yeah. much like... this certain you know, things like that he's humble one of my, you in your career yeah. and that had to be a moment. Where yeah, like, and I've like, always been like that. You know, I've always been like, you know, I this is one of my idols. I've got to meet him, you know, I've got to meet him. And mm. we waited and he came and Big Mike introduced me. And he said to me, I know who you are. He said, you know, because I, wow. I know who you are. I've been listening to your music. I've seen the, your... Because I used to put clips up on YouTube of me, you know, just kind of um, producing and stuff. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. He goes, okay, look, let, I go, I'd love to play you some of my music and stuff. Because I knew he would get it because it's very yeah. much his vibe. Yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. culture. Yeah. yeah so he's like, yeah, cool. He goes, after the concert, he goes, just come to, you know, t- to the room, tell Big Mike and we'll listen. So I went, he heard my music and literally was like, look, I love your vibe because why don't you come to Atlanta? Um, I was Let's like, see. okay. So I said, all right, cool. So then we kept in contact. And we decided, I said, look, I'll come to Atlanta for the weekend just mm. to kind of see what's going on. So went to his house, big mansion in his studio, playing me stuff, playing me his beats. And it was just, me hung out for a couple of days, you know. And then I left, came back to London and I was like, I love the vibe there. I don't know what it is. And at that time, yeah. I wasn't doing much in the industry in UK as well. Like I was yeah. pretty much set mm. in a way where I'd kind of, I was working on little things here and there, but yeah. there was nothing really happening. There was nothing kind of like, you know, and I just thought to myself, okay, what am I going to do? And Teddy was like, why don't you just come and move to Atlanta? And, you know, you and your, and my ex-wife now at the time, mm-hmm. she's so like, why don't you just come and just stay there? And I was like, okay, that's fine. And I'm very much that person that if you see, you know, this is an opportunity and I'm not scared of like getting up and starting again or getting up and yeah, walking yeah. into that black hole and saying, because for me, this is an experience that will never, ever happen. You
1: can't you turn know, that down. You can't. Meeting not turn one of that your idols down. is mm.
2: is big enough. Getting your idol to say come and live with me and learn that's kind of, that's crazy. So yeah, I man. just I literally packed up. I packed up and I moved to Atlanta. Lived with Teddy. He built a studio next to his. So every day I was in his house. I was and I didn't make really make much music there. Um, like commercially, that was released. Mm. But what I did do, I spent every day in a studio like this, sitting on the sofa like that, watching mm. Teddy work. Yeah, you know, telling he he's showing me how to kind of layer up strings and you know at that time I, my drums were quite fierce but he was like yeah. you know how you got to make your drums fierce use six snares and pan them this way and do this wow. and do that I was like cool and showing me about plugins and what string plugins yeah so I started to he was like Look, I'll get you some work whatever but he even he was kind of still you know getting he was getting his work so I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna let him do his thing but what I did do I started making beats. Mm. I started making so many beats you know so when people were in the studio I was giving beats out one of the beats I made was what used, got used in Mubaraka. you know yeah. so yeah. in the film Mubarak so yeah, yeah. It's it's a, so when I came to India I had the hard drive which is actually sitting there and it's an Atlanta hard drive and I remember when you know uh, Moitsuri he was like play me some beats I'm going to play it to Arjun Kapoor and I was like listen to this I did this in 2000 and I think 14 mm. and they were like we love this you sampled Yama Yama, and you sampled that and they put it in the film So I You know That I always say that I, I put myself on pause And I went back to school That's exactly yeah. what happened Absolutely yeah. But the See thing I mean? is
1: Rishi you, you you did that And obviously You learned a lot more But then The beats that you were creating During your time At school And paid dividends In the future Basically yeah. when, when you You took them back out Because But even then In 2014 You released uh, The Lost tape As well which, The Lost
2: beats yeah, lots was just beats, like, exactly. Sorry. The yeah, beats.
1: Yeah, yeah. Were just, just beats. Were just some... beats. and beats. I tell you what yeah. was it was crazy about that is, it was it was a weird release because yeah. it's not something that people were used to hearing from you. But I remember yeah. coming across a album of yours when illegal downloads were big, maybe a little bit before that, like your Lime Wire Napster days. And mm-hmm. I came across this album called Rishi's Balls, right? Yeah. And I don't know if that was an official title or anything, but it had all these beats on it. And I used them in remixes yeah. and stuff yeah. like that uh, in order to recreate your sound and stuff like yeah. that. So I don't know if that was around this, um, this era or before, but the fact that you were able to go back to school, learn yeah. and refine your craft, I think is a credit to the exactly. music that, that you're yeah. producing now.
2: Because I, I, you know, because I was bored of what I was making, you know, before yeah. I went to
1: Atlanta. Yeah. You
2: yeah. Know, and I think, You have to, uh, producers have to, you have to learn, you have to keep on learning. I mean, Mm. I was up until six in the morning last night learning about a limiter, you know, uh, one of my, because I'm mixing a song. I'm always learning. So, you know, I, I had to kind of just stop for a minute and I came back with some, like, literally like a new person. Yeah. It was weird. My personal life took a bit of a downside, Mm. but my focus just went like this, you know, like to, you know, when I, I think just before I left Atlanta, I produced Dave Bowers' album, and that yeah. for me as a—if anyone's heard that, you know—that for me is one of something which I, I I produced from right from the heart because I was yeah. going through some craziness. And then when I came to London, you know, went through some personal issues, and I literally got up and left, and I came to Mumbai with nothing. Ah. I literally started yeah, again. Yeah. I didn't have a studio. You know, Moitsui, one of my friends, I was working on Half Girlfriend. He was like, "You can live at my house." Um, Mm. until you get yourself settled. And that was nearly coming up to four years and now I've got my own apartment. And you know, it's kind of that thing. And like you said, I've, you know, I am, I am probably the best version of myself at the moment in terms of the way I produce, the way I sonically listen to everything, the way everything of mine sounds so crisp. Like I spend time, I've always spent time on vocals, Mm. but I spend time on because I literally just, it's like, I, it's like silk my music mm, now yeah, it's like i yeah. just go through i enjoy it you know so yeah, and, yeah isn't it
1: yeah it and is yeah so I, and
2: i love that you know and i yeah. the fact i just put out the lost beats too like that's a right of in during the lockdown. Lockdown. yeah that's right yeah yeah. and one of the reasons i do that is because i always find new artists that way
3: mm, you know
2: yeah. and artists always say to me rich we can't afford to work with you but we you know we want to be a singer i'm like here's some beats go and write a song mm. and show me absolutely because yeah, you know
1: I mean? yeah. that's what you put when you when you Put up the YouTube video of the Lost Beats Volume Two. You basically said, I, I, "I've been going through my crates, and I I want to put this out because if it inspires someone, then yeah. I've done my job, kind of thing." That's that's what you yeah. said on when you put that and video you, out, and I think you that's know a really
0: real good thing. And it's also really interesting because it kind of goes back to you know you at the start of, towards the beginning of this interview, you were like, "You'd be, you'd get challenged, like challenged to make a reggae beat in five minutes." And it's like, you're, yeah. now you're throwing that challenge out to other people. Like, show me what you can do because,
2: you know, exactly. it's, up to exactly. you. it's
0: up to you now. Here you yeah. go. Here's the challenge. Go for it.
2: And I think, you know, I think it's, you know, artists right now, it's a very difficult time, you know, even before mm. lockdown for new singers, you know, to really come into the industry, yeah. um, you know, like where do they go? Yes, people can get home setups, but, you know, mm. if you don't have the guidance, if you don't have the, pro- the right producer, you know, yeah. how do you, Is there any such thing as getting signed anymore? It's like, there's so many, like, it's so difficult now, you know? And my thing was like, these beats will stay on my computer because this is what I've been working on. So they'll stay there forever. Now it's best that I put them out there because even if I get a couple of people come back to me and say, you know what? We've, we've rapped over your, or we've written a song over your beats. It's given me that opportunity to say, okay, you know what? I love your vibe. Mm -hmm. I want to work with you in the future. You Mm -hmm. know? Um, So, yeah, it's, it's, that's one part of something that I'll always do. I might, you know, I want to put out, uh, you know, I I was literally thinking of putting out a cappellas of all my songs. You know, yeah. and just saying to producers, producers okay, here's, yeah, yeah, he no, here's, yeah. here's Hum here's Dance yeah. With You here's the Craig stuff just yeah, like yeah. okay show wow. me what you can do do you know what I mean? yeah I'd be sold for no, those
0: guys no, yeah,
2: yeah it, it just, would be you know it it would be really cool and it would be really cool for DJs as well because yeah. you know DJs would love to mix, mix acapellas when they're in their live shows and stuff exactly
1: and yeah. it would open you up a, a new generation of remixes as well yeah, and, Exactly, and on that level yeah. but the thing is Rishi, when, when when you moved to Mumbai, so around 2016, 2017, you, you very quickly became one of the, the go-to producers for Bollywood. And you're a part of the very small club of British Asian producers yeah. who have gone over yeah. there and, and mm. done that. And we, and we But no, apart from that, you haven't sat still there, and we spoke to, about this with Manj, that the gully rap scene in India is massive now, mm. and it's bigger than it's yeah. ever been and yeah. what you're doing now with break the noise records is you're tapping into that talent and you're yeah. you're creating these rough urban beats which just like the the new release um are, are catered for that gully scene and it sounds yeah, exactly. so hot and is that something that you see yourself doing in the future in the long term that that utilizing that that raw talent in india
2: yeah, no, for sure. I think, I mean, apart from the hip-hop scene, this there, obviously the hip-hop scene is so big at the moment, but there's, the artists that are coming out from India right now mm. are incredible. You know, whether it's Hindi, Punjabi, R&B, jazz, soul, yeah. whatever. And I think when I came in and when I did the film stuff, you know, Gully Boy, that was a big thing yeah. for me to do that film. Absolutely. You know, and work on the music on that. Mm. And I was like, when I remember when, when I got told about that film, I was literally said, to my AR at Universal Music, Sajid, I said to him, I have to be on this album. Yeah. Like, you don't understand. This is me. I am, I love hip-hop. Do you know what I mean? But I mm-hmm. am, I know this is my this is my and I was like, I need you to get me in touch with someone. And he was like, okay, fine. And I literally, I remember Uncle Tivari, who was the music supervisor for Gully Boy, yeah. he was coming to meet me. And I literally had like 10 beats ready for him. Yeah, you know, I had 10 beats ready for him. I was like, listen, here's some parts. What do you need? You what know? do you need? <laughs> and, and some of my beats I didn't make, Gully Boy, the film, are on the Lost Beats. And, yeah, or yeah. they're on, you know, yeah, they're on yeah, other, yeah. like, I don't know if you saw the Google advert that I just did. Yeah, that's right. right? I have. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That beat, that beat, I had done a similar version of that for Gully Boy. Mm. And, you know, so my, and then I remember, like, he took the beats away, and two of them, one one was Eki Rasta, which was Van Rie's theme, and one was Doody. Yeah. That's that those two got chosen. So I was like, I love this because I I think as well the timing, like you said, there's there's a certain selection of us that I've are here, like Manj and Zeus and yep. myself yep. and other mm. people. Um mm. we've all got our own style. We all kind of, you know, I I've met Zeus once and I know Zeus really well. Mm. And I love Zeus. I met Manj once or twice. But yeah. we all everyone's very focused there, you know. We spend a lot of time Absolutely. because it's it's a big scene to be a part of, but mm. they no one's no one's coming with that british sound with that uk sound like we are yeah you know so it's very interesting and it's i i know for a fact when people when people want that different sound they will think of manj or myself or zeus you know yeah that's the kind of vibe but again it's not just about the film stuff it's more about like the setting a label up in india which has been my thing um because i wanted to do that again and this is a worldwide label so it's 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 going to be like collaborating people from India yeah. and maybe UK. Um, and the, you know, the options are open. So, yeah, it's it's a really good time, I think, genuinely right now.
1: Yeah, and I, I think you've done it really well, even with, with Das De Toon. That was the first tune that came out during lockdown. But the fact that that was created during lockdown, as in you, you had Jagdar who made... They were created the vocals, sent them to you and Rush Thor who sent them over from San Francisco. And then obviously you mm-hmm. create them in India. It just goes to show that no, like back in the day, you either had to be in the same city as someone to get discovered or do or work together. That doesn't necessarily have to be the case now. And I think tapping no. into that as well is, uh, yeah. is a real benefit. And the, and we're, we're so lucky to have technology on our sides that we can continue working. Uh, during yeah. lockdown I mean this, yeah, no, this podcast it, is a product of it, it as well
2: yeah exactly I mean like this you know it's one of the things why I said in the beginning of this interview is like you can you can choose to use your time very wisely and yeah. you can just adapt with the situation and move with it you know right, um, yeah. and it's uh, I don't know maybe if there was no lockdown I don't know if I would be you know just con- con- constantly in the studio all the time mm, making yeah. music um, you know and I think it's a case of you know it's, it's just a uh, like everything is, everything's changed now, hasn't it really? Yeah, big you know, time, So definitely. you've just got to adapt with it. So I'm glad that we can, you know, technology has allowed people just to kind of uh, get together. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously at this time, everyone is at home. Yeah, no I mean, one's really that busy at the moment. No. Yeah. So, you know, you, if you really put your mind to it, you can reach out to anyone and say, listen, I've got a beat or I want you to kind of collaborate with me. What do you think? The worst you're going to get is no. You're
1: Absolutely. Not, you know,
2: so it's, it's 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 time for it's been great. Like I've I love I've loved inspiring artists and saying, listen, just get down and write some music or you know, I can't I've told so many artists what what equipment to buy for their house. You know, hmm. like get your little focus right, yeah, get yeah. this mic, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. get Studio One or get Logic and just send me some vocals. Not one Pete.
1: Not two Pete.
2: It's the three Pete. So Rishi, this
1: is the part of the show that we call the three P. So we ask you what three songs you can play on repeat, over and over again. It can be absolutely anything, any genre, any type of music. It's an idea for the listeners so that they can tap into what your musical personality is like. So Rishi, what's yeah. what's your first P?
2: Okay, so my first one is uh, Timberland and Kerry Hilson, The Way I Are. Um, I love that. I actually listen to the yeah. instrument more than I listen to the song you know no, when, one, I mean, of those, that one of those when that tune tracks. came out i
1: was i think i was in cancun at the time and the way that beat dropped it was nothing yeah. like nothing it's, it's, there's heard. certain
2: beats that i've heard in my lifetime that you can just you know and i've actually used that as a as a as a perspective of how i make my music i always i've said that a lot i'm like if I can make a beat without vocals and it can make people dance I'm halfway there and Dance Review is a complete example yeah yeah you could play the you could play the flute and the beat and people will dance to it without any vocals absolutely um, so yeah so Way I Is um, and I love Timbaland I just think that that beat is yeah so it's one of my it's one of my Tracks I play before I go out when I'm getting ready and stuff. It yeah. is a
1: hype tune like that, isn't it? When you get out, you
0: need, and you hear that track, you're ready yeah, to go out. Yeah. That, that, yeah that shoulder yeah, exactly, movement
1: yeah. with the yeah. beat yeah. is sick. Okay, I take that as your first. That's a good. That's a good number. what's strong number one? What's a, yeah. what's a, what's, a, what's to follow? What's number two?
2: Okay, so I love. Uh, I'm a big fan of Vishal and Shekhar, mm-hmm. and I love that they put a track out called Gunguru and I love that Because obviously It's taken kind of Inspiration from An old track um, Yeah And I just love I love it because It's just funk It's just like R&B it's I was going to say kind of this has got a, Yeah
1: Daft yeah. Punk Pharrell yeah. kind of Flavour yeah. to it Yeah but The exactly, guitar
2: yeah. is What a tune Yeah What a tune you know, And I love it And I love Shilpa's vocals And Arjeet And yeah. it's, one of, it's again It's When I heard that I was like I love this You know This is yeah. one of my It's Again it's got that same Kind of That same feeling like if, you know like if you hear that yeah um, you just you know like you said it's got that Pharrell kind of vibe to it and it's absolutely. great because it shows you like music here for a big film like where music is going as well you know
1: absolutely yeah. I think I think you're absolutely right about that the, the way that movie music within Bollywood and in India has progressed over the last yeah. five or six years even the last ten years is massive I mean you do have the yeah. old type of flavours but this kind of song and some of the stuff that you've done is a real credit to how it's progressing and how it's maturing yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. like you yeah. say, to to make a Hindi song sound so Western and to have that that same vibe that you can draw from like the Daft Punk and Pharrell tune is yeah. is amazing. I think that's a really yeah. good number two, Mac. What do you yeah. think?
0: Great. Great. I mean, like, these <laughs> two tracks so far, they're unbelievable tunes. I mean, you yeah. know the Timbaland one especially especially because it's on the playlist of going out playlist without a yeah, doubt. it has
1: to be on there two yeah. okay. great picks so big finish now Rishi what, yeah. what are we doing for number three
2: um, well I'm a big fan of B.I.G like the tourist B.I.G okay I. yeah yeah I'm, yeah I'm such a big fan of him um, in fact I'm a big fan of Diddy Actually you know In the, in the sense yeah, where The, the way he era, yeah. nurtured him The way he discovered him yeah, What he did right. His eye for his music mm-hmm. You know like he took Biggie to, Literally to say um, You know yes Make your street records But we need to make something It's something I've said Time and time again to artists and But I just love Sky's the Limit In Is one of my favourite all time What, what a tune What, a, what, yeah, what a an amazing
0: tune, tune. Yeah
2: Yeah it's one, of my, it's one of those things Where I can listen to uh, Before I go out When I'm out Or when I'm back home Having ah, you know, 100%. a hundred percent. That's it
0: It's a every it's, Every kind of environment tune Isn't it You yeah. can It's, but it's, it's also really
2: very It's very It's very it, It's very uplift It kind of makes you feel yeah. something It literally it, makes you feel like You know If you do have a down day Or if you do feel yeah. something like If you put that song on It kind of It does something to you I mean it, it does to me yeah. It kind of makes me feel like Yeah Let's, let's just talk about let's just talk does, about,
1: does, just does, talk does about going disparate. back to what you said with with number one with Tim Blank let's take Biggie out of the equation let's take 112 out of the equation that instrumental that beat is almost defining for that moment in time when it was created yeah, when it was created you can uh, honestly it transports you back the sample in it is is yeah. brilliant what a yeah. tune
0: yeah it is, it is I think it's what I love about that track in particular is you can listen to it before a night out mm-hmm. but you can listen to it while you're just chilling at home on a lazy Sunday and yeah, it's still exactly, absolute, it's so yeah. it's so like yeah. it does different things at different times of the day different times of your and, mood it's a beautiful track in so many different ways
2: yeah and I love I think you know, for me Biggie's my, one of my favourite he is my favourite hip hop artist you know just yeah. the way I love just his tone the way he kind of you know if, with Biggie you can hear every single word that he yeah, says, yeah, yeah, the clarity yeah. in his vocals, um, and just the way he flows on R&B beats. I love that, you know? But yeah, so that's definitely one of my favourites. It is one of my all-time favourite tracks.
0: What What a pick. What three amazing <laughs> tunes. <laughs> I mean, you
1: know what I have to say, damn, right? I, we damn. had some really good 3 pieces, but I think the icing on the cake was, was the last one. That was, honestly, that came yeah. out of nowhere for me because... <laughs> usually you get the, the usuals and that kind of thing. And, but skies, Lim- I almost totally forgot about it. I, it's one of yeah. them
2: that you think, shit, that is, and if you've seen the movie, the notorious mm. movie, it's, it's, mm, it's yeah. that song plays a great, it's got a great yeah. moment in the movie. Yeah. And I watched yeah. the movie probably once a month. So,
1: you know what yeah. I, I was, I was going to say one of the, one of the things that I, uh, I did a lot before actually kicking the podcast off was what listen- listening and watching a lot of these biopics. Like the notorious and uh, straight out of Compton, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because these these sparked something in me. Because I I started the podcast because I fell out of love with music. Because the new music that was coming out, I wasn't excited about new hip hop and stuff. So I watched these, and they they kind of sparked a resurgence in me. That hang on a sec, this needs to be talked about. These music of this that era, I think you've encompassed exactly. Yeah, yeah, you've encompassed it within that definitely. What a 3 peat Mac, Good. I think I think thank it's up you. there. I think it's up there as one of the, <laughs> one of the best ones. I, I say I'm that. I'm gonna say it, I'm, lot, gonna but... say it just, I'm gonna say it. That's <laughs> the
0: best three peat we've had. Oh, thank you. I'm cool. gonna say, I'm gonna say it. I'm to say it. I'm not even gonna sit on the fence, I'm gonna say it straight. That's the best three peat. <laughs>
2: Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you, man. This is the part of the show where we ask, are you roots or rhymes? So Rishi,
1: the final question of the show, we're gonna ask you, are you roots or are you rhymes?
2: I'm straight up roots. Straight up roots in t- in terms of you know they always say in it that saying never forget your roots you know and that can come from you know where you've come from your parents your morals what you've learned mm-hmm. your uh, environment um it's i am you know your culture you know your friends it's it's got such a broad meaning roots yeah yeah you know? um, absolutely. and that's something which i've always held on to like i will, i always remember You know, I still have the same friends I had when I was in school, my Mm. five best friends, you know, they are my roots, you know, they come visit me, you know, my mom, my cousins, you know, my friends, it's, it's, you know, and my music, like I pay homage to, you know, like, I think about six months ago, Apache Indian and Jazzy B came to my house together. Oh, wow. I, you know, it was late at night. We were out separately. They were in Mumbai. I was like, you know, I said to Apache, you got, Steve got come over. He's like, I'm with Jazzy. I'm saying that's even better. Now I when they walked into my house, I was a fanboy. Yeah, I was like, absolutely. I can't believe you both in my house. And they're like, what, you, they were like, you're bloody, you they were like, you're a legend. Yeah. I'm like, Listen, forget all that for now. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like, I don't forget my roots of where every time Taz comes to Mumbai, I literally have to see him. I you know, I have so much respect. You know, I've learned to respect the people that have really moulded me. Mm. in this industry, you know? Um, so that's, that's roots. So yeah, all up roots always.
1: Absolutely. I think, I think that's a really strong message there, uh, Rishi, that you can't forget your roots. You cannot forget your roots because they ultimately, they, they define you. And of course, a lot of people of do course. say you, you don't know where you're going unless you know where you've been. And the fact that you can pay homage to these people who also see you as an inspiration but you can also equally say to them. I'm going to say, I wouldn't really be here if it wasn't for the music that you guys put out as well. I think is a really, yeah, really strong very, and very humble very, message as
2: well. Yeah, and I, yeah. think, M- I think,
0: I think
1: mutual respect and,
0: and yeah. humility is such a yeah. such a beautiful thing. Absolutely, yeah. it, absolutely. You know,
2: they say that they say that you can you can be the biggest tree in the park, but you've still got your roots. Do you know what I mean, absolutely. if you take your roots out of that of, of the ground you're, you're gone. So yeah, absolutely. You gotta, yeah. You've got to stay true to your roots. and yeah,
1: Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's Love why it. it's been a, a real honor and a pleasure to have you on the show today, because absolutely. As, as I said, it, you defined a time in my life musically, um, yeah. of my twenties when I was DJing and when I was coming through, and that was the sound that resonates with me. And again, when I was, when I was listening back to the, the album stuff, it was just, it just transported me to them times. Yeah. And, um, I think that's that's really important and a really strong message. Definitely. So thank you. I think
0: without, without a doubt, Rishi, like um, you've inspired a generation. You've uplifted a community and a culture and thrust it into the mainstream spotlight and made it okay for people to chase their dreams. I think musically what you've done yeah. is incredible, but it goes so much beyond music. And I think that's what makes you so legendary is you're up there, in with production royalty you're you're that good of a producer but it's also culturally what you've done which is why we want to pay our respect to you and just say thank you for what you've done to this industry to this community you know it's a real honor and a pleasure for us to, to speak with you today
2: thank you guys it's been one of my really enjoyed this interview and uh yeah i can't wait to see it properly and see all my hand movements. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so,
2: I'm, I'm I'm holding yeah. something to
1: stop me from doing yeah. all this. So, I, know, I, I know, always, always do that. I don't know why. Like,
2: I always very animated. <laughs> it's,
1: it's the you, it's yeah. Yeah, the musician in your issue. It's the musician in you. Trying to play it, play yeah. an air instrument somewhere.
2: Yeah, for
1: sure. So this it's, is your opportunity, Rishi, to plug anything you've got going on. Let the listeners know what you're doing, what you're going to be doing, what your plans are for the future.
2: Yeah. Well, I just think you know it's a it's everything we've you know I. I'm just saying, you know, I'm so blessed and thank you so much for, you know, just following me on this journey. Like I'm not stopping, I'm still going, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, the label is like a new situation where, you know, uh, putting out, um, new music with new artists, any art, new artists want to get at me, just find me and just send me your stuff. I love listening to new music and yeah, I'm just, I just, you know, had such a great, uh, You know, if I if if I knew that years and years ago I would be in this situation with the amount of respect and people how they how they see me, it's like it's been amazing because I've only done one thing and that's just make music. Yeah, you mean I haven't done music videos, I haven't done Mm -hmm. concerts, I haven't done this. I'm not even um, I'm not even like a producer artist where I'm all up in the cameras. You know, it's not never been my thing. I've always just stayed in these four walls. That's it. Absolutely. You know, and it's great to kind of like everything I've done, um, I've literally done it for the culture, man, you know, and, yeah. you know, and I love that. I
1: think you, you can, can say that. that and through, and yeah, absolutely. And I think you can say that confidently that you have done it for the culture and I don't think anybody yeah. can take that away from you. And you're right. You, you have, you haven't stayed in the limelight or anything. I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Max said to me before the interview, he goes, I don't ever think, I don't think I've ever heard Rishi Rich's voice. And that's a, that's yeah. a, a big yeah.
2: thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially like when I still hear your music, but I've never heard your voice. But exactly. It's like your Some people still does, of...
2: some people don't even know some people still don't know what I look like. It's yeah. brilliant.
3: Brilliant. You know, and I, yeah, and that's, it's that's,
2: but my thing is that I've I spent all this time building my brand. That's it. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I, I I thought about that. I'm, i I knew that, you know, one thing I know is that you might not know what I look like or sound like, but if one, if I play you four seconds of my beat. Or secondly, if you, um, hear, you know, my name is that brand. And that's taken a lot of time and, you know, and it's because of, I think, um, because I've just always gotten on with everyone in the industry, mm. you know. Yes, there are people okay. that have kind of, you know, every, everyone kind of goes through times where you just yeah. don't feel the vibe or negativity yeah. and stuff like mm. that. But it's a case of that. You've just got to remain true and humble and, you know, and, and I always say this to people: If you're the minute you don't enjoy what you're doing, just stop, take a break. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah I've stopped yeah. for like two weeks. Literally, I'm like, I'm gonna have pizza. I'm gonna watch some programs. I'm not gonna make music, and that's it. Um, and it's it's good. It's okay to do that, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think sometimes you've got to step away in order to to either find a love for it again or to kind of, of course give yourself uh, an opportunity recharge. to change from it. Yeah, recharge, recharge. Absolutely. Of course.
2: Yeah, yeah, and always make music that you want to make. It, yeah,
1: you know? yeah 100% 100% yeah. stay true to yourself I guess uh, in that Always. sense but it's, it's been an absolute pleasure having you yeah. on the show and gracing us and, and, Grace and I, I do say that truly because it's no word of a lie you, you define what I envisage within this podcast and um, the music that you create and long may continue Rishi and it's thank been a real so pleasure much. thank Thanks, you Rishi guys.
2: thank you and I will send you all these wavs yeah Perfect. Yep. The, the we team. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's fine. <laughs> you can keep that in interview as well. <laughs> the UK is on red alert. As part of our commitment to the British Asian events industry, we're campaigning with We Make Events to help raise vital funds for those who can no longer work as a result of live events being cancelled due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. You can help by donating using the link in the description of this podcast, because together we can help make events again.